39, drunk and disorderly. All right, now that we've all rode down that river together. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. See, that's an experience you only have at a live show, you see. Random acapella, that was pretty good. Did you all join in? I'm giving ourselves a round of applause for that, because that was pretty good. That was pretty good. Yeah, for a bunch of guys who aren't 75 and wearing straw hats, that was amazing. Next week, we will be wearing straw hats. Uh, and we'll be 75. We are, of course, here at 1830 Bar, 9 Clarence Square in Absolutely, downtown 100%. Toronto. It's a great live, spot. Great live spot. in effect, and we're big shout-out to this location because we, uh, we love it here. Jason, and, how are you? Jason's serving the fuck out of people here tonight. Yeah. Uh, J Jason, your you're, uh, you're one strap is flipped there, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's his, okay. probably his swag, actually. I just figured I heard three people tell him. I should tell him live on air, too, because nothing embarrasses your server like pointing his, his strap is hanging out, you know? He's got some pretty wild stories, too. We can have him on. No like doubt. I've told him twice he should have a seat right here. <laughs> get, get his, get his, get his right, free square. Right here. No, there's no space. Oh, he can sit right here, but we're not trying to be, like, that inappropriate. All right. What was that, Abdul-Jabbar? So oh, I'm sorry. That was, that was from our server being... Air, that was from Airplane. Right, that's where it's from. So this is, uh, this is a special episode because we are live playing. If you're listening to this at home, it's going to be weird, but also intriguing to you, and it's probably going to make you want to come here. Uh, we're playing Big Bob Bingo tonight. That's right. Yeah, so. Indeed. We've given out bingo the man, cards the to myth, the audience the legend, members. The 200 that, gold board game. Oh, yeah. That have random words. Pass, can you pass me, uh, pass me a bingo card here? Let's, uh, yes, you, bingo sir. Bingo card. You, sir. Fuck, Nick, come on. You need to be faster with that shit. So Big Bob Bingo, this is, I'm going to describe it. Uh, it has a bunch of random words about f that you'd hear in sex, drugs, and rock and roll -y type stories, like uh, Mickey, ambulance, stabbing, hospital, Jagger bombs, hangover, shots, 26er, band, blowjob, six-pack, crying, drinks, taser, sex, kegger, drug dealer, mushrooms, tequila, 40, after-hours club, vomit, weed, wine, cocaine. Every to right. name a few. Everything in that order. You know what's strange? I've never actually heard them read out like that. And when you read them out like that, there's some weird Freudian connections there that are just a little bit strange. Like, what is it? Taser, kegger, sex. Right, there it is. Taser, sex, kegger, drug dealer. Or in this case, druge dealer. Yeah, there's a typo. <laughs> That's a typo. We're still rolling with That's the okay, druge though. dealer. That's eh? okay. That's okay. After the six-pack crying drinks... The taser sex kegger druge dealer doesn't sound so bad. <laughs> it kind of just works. You know what I mean? Like ambulance stabbing hospitals. I mean, those make sense. That works, right? But Jaeger bombs, hangover shots, 26 or band blowjob. Now, listen, I, I've done a lot of band things and played in a lot of bands, but most of the bands usually don't end up with like round robin blowjobs. That usually does not work for band integrity, just so you know. I mean, if that's what works for you, if that's how this works. And this is one of the reasons I may not be in a band anymore. I just, I just missed out and I'm like, stop. Shit, should have been giving more blowjobs. That's the whole problem, because that's everyone wants, like a 400-pound man trying to suck their dick off. So during the, during the episode... I kind of like that vomit, weed, wine, cocaine, though. That one I can actually see. Like, that's more like a Thursday. Anyway, sorry, let's carry on. So obviously when you hear, when you hear uh, not just Bob, if we, if we drop one of those words, you play along on bingo. You guys know how bingo works, I'm sure, but... Uh, now, and if then, any of you were really intelligent, you would have just screamed bingo right then and there. But, sorry, 
Sorry, that didn't count. That's right. That's the trial run. Yeah, none of this. You yeah, should give Nick his bigger card back. Who the smart people in the room were. Right. That was just an intelligence what test. We're we actually not go? playing bingo tonight. You all fail. Go home. Should no, we play okay. for a line? One line? Or a line of what? Four corners? Should what do you guys want oh. to play for? Oh, right. Full card? Should we just go full card right out of the gate and we just stay My here till 4 a.m.? Straight to that. I'll give you, I'll give you, I'll, I will give you guys a tip off. Tonight, tonight's stories are about road trips. So oh God. road tripping. You might, you might actually catch quite a few of the, the words quite on that card. Later. Maybe not in the same Freudian orders, but. And just so that everyone here knows, we have, we can't really hear, we can hear you, but on the recording, we can't hear you. So we do have an audience mic, and there will be either time or, you know, time for that. Um, so there will be time. Yeah, Nick, you have. He's a, trying to uh, say that there will be an audience. We've been trying to get, I've, I've, been, I've been trying to come up with a catch name for you. So you're now Windy City Nick, because that works for me. I like it. And when that's how nicknames Nick. begin. Someone you don't know very well just is like, oh, Nick, there's so many Nicks in this world. Windy City Nick. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That shit rides. Spent some time in Chicago, I understand. Yes, so do I. You did? No, but I know he did. I'm saying oh, I you understand. understand that as well. We understand each other. I'm on the same page as you, Trev, is what I'm saying, yes. Well, we're on the same page, are we? Did you just touch me? Oh, whoa, okay. whoa, sir, sir, sir. We are podcasting here. You it's can't like, just touch a podcast. It's like Come Nick on. works for us, but then we don't pay. Please. Security, He's, Jason, get him out of here. Who is he? He's like He's the... Ruffian. Who, who's the guy in like those camel shows that they always have doing crazy stuff in the audience? He's got to be like that for us. we got to like send him be like, Nick, go do that crazy thing. Okay. Yeah, oh, right? you mean, you mean yeah. like... Like uh, David Letterman, where yeah. that guy outside, like the, the janitor or yeah. something, who like talks to you on the street, or like goes across the street and tries to order bagels for everyone. And usually does something either like self-defaming or hilarious or ridiculous. Yeah. That oh was, yeah. Oh yeah. That was a lot I better on like talk radio in the '80s, where they had some guy. It's like I remember. I remember. I remember on Jesse and Gene on AM640 had wreck a wedding Wednesday. I don't know who else remembers that. It's one of those, like, I mean, I'm sure it was like erased by the Mandela effect for most people's memory, but I swear to God. <laughs> Like every morning on Wednesday, they'd have a husband or a wife who would call into the radio show like a week or two before their actual wedding, right? And say to the guys, you know, I want you to like call my, my, my spouse-to-be and like fuck with them. So to give them the name of like the caterer or, or the, the flower shop or the baker or the dressmaker or something, right? And they'd call up some unsuspecting bride or groom-to-be and be like, yeah, so... Um, I'm sorry, all the flowers you ordered, they're fucked. <laughs> In those words. Like the, yeah. Sometimes it was that close. It's like, no, I'm sorry, uh, this is just not going to happen. I'm, we can't get you flowers till like, Wednesday. And like, well, the wedding's on Sunday. Yeah, well, they're ordered for Wednesday, and that's when they're coming in. I'm sorry, we just can't tell anybody. People are crying. They're, like, threatening, like, I'm going to come to that flower shop. I'm going to cut your fucking throat. The guy's, the guy's like, ah, ha, ha, it's just Eugene. Recommending Wednesday. And the guy's like, He looks over and he's like, did you call them? And you only hear in the, in the car with him is, <laughs> from the spouse, like, just dying, right? And it's like, wow, these are obviously marriages that are not going to work. Like, if your spouse is willing to fuck with you that hard and you're not even married yet? And really? Watch, watch your reaction of nearly have a heart attack. And think it's hilarious. Like, yeah. that's great. I could kill you before we even get married. Prenup, what? Uh, I feel like if... 
if not having your flowers at your wedding was enough to wreck it, you're just shitty people to begin with. Well, there's like, that, but I mean, it's all kinds oh, of... Oh, great. No more wedding. Like, that's it. No, but it was all kinds of things, like, like calling up and saying that the, 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 right, the church don't. or the venue you rented, like, three years in advance has had a fire. Like, they were pretty creative. Like, it really right. was. Like, these guys went out of their way to, like, ruin... Like, it was How called about, wreck a wedding, not kind of, like, inconvenience the bridegroom, right? Like, they were really upsetting people. Was it ever just, honey, I fucked the secretary? Was it ever that? Well, no, because... I feel like that would wreck a wedding. That'd be pretty good. good. My, all, the, all those bridesmaids? I banged my secretary last night. You honey. know. <laughs> it's Jesse and Jean. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, what's, uh, what's that sound? No, you're not loading that, are you? Put it, put it there. I'm sorry, we're... We're, we're a radio talk show. Oh, fuck. And once that bug's been planted, whether it was a joke or not, it's like, did you? Did you sleep with Jeanette? <laughs> right. Oh, exactly. shit. Always think it would be. Yeah, so when you get random texts in the middle of the night from women, and you don't even know what they are, and she's like, what, what does this mean? And the next morning, it's like, oh, shit, that's like, that's the girl from work telling me I have to be in two hours early, and I'm late. But at the time, it's like, it's like, you know, uh, Sarah, 7 p.m. Yeah. Who's Sarah? <laughs> what are you doing at 7? Don't you start work at 10? Uh, I think so. What do you mean? Who's this Sarah? I saw your phone last night. Oh, shit. Back door only. What does that mean? <laughs> exactly. It's like, it's like, no, no, no. No, the keys to the front door aren't working. The only keys I have are to the basement door and the back door. And I, Yeah, sure. Whose hair is this? Has anyone ever been burned by a weird hair? I got burned by a weird hair one time in a relationship. Burned my own hair. She was blonde, and uh, there was a long brown hair in the house. And I'm like, I don't know where the fuck that came from. Like, we we both hang out with people with long hair. Maybe it, it, like, touched my leg. Maybe I sat on a bus, and then it, like, I had no idea. I got burned by cat hair. Really? Cat hair one time. I'm not even joking. I passed out on my buddy's couch. Is that redhead bitch over I, here? I was, yeah, I was like drunk as fuck, passed out on my buddy's couch. I have this long, dark hair on my collar, and she's blonde. And I get home, and I'm like changing, and she's like, this hair floats off my jacket, you know, off my collar. And she's like, what? It's, you know, it's really long. And I, I don't know. I don't remember the fucking giant furry cat. I passed on his fucking couch. Like, I'm like, so where'd that come from? I'm like, I don't know. And then I'm looking at it, and I'm like, wait a minute. That's kind of weird for, like, human hair. And I'm, she's, like, yelling at me, and I'm like, yo, let's take a closer look at this, all right? Like, get the forensic kid out here. Okay, if that's a head hair, is that, like, a bang? It's a pretty thick bang. It has, like, three fucking colors on it. Like, I don't know. I think I'd remember fucking a calico, okay? <laughs> right? Oh, <laughs> yes, you would. You know? You would. <laughs> that doesn't go over well. But I've always had a comfortable couch. It's important. One time when I was little, like, I was probably seven years old, I was at the hairdresser's house where my mom would go to get her hair cut. And they had daughters. And I was upstairs just, like, uh, they were also friends. So it was, like, salon on the bottom. And uh, upstairs, kids would kind of be playing around. You're ready to fill out your bingo card. And, and uh, no, I don't know yeah. if there's any bingo uh, stuff in this. But it was what? fucking weird. It's a, it was a weird tangent, uh, but uh, I looked over. I remember being as a kid, like a seven seven year old kid, looking over and being like, "Oh, the cat's there." And I went over to the couch. I kind of just see over the couch. I was shorter then, as you are when you're seven, and I started petting the cat. 
and then the cat woke up and it wasn't the cat it was the hairdresser's daughter sleeping on the couch <laughs> so i was horrified like like caught petting it was really it was really weird I mistook her for See, a See, I told you your bingo card spilled on this one. I, I legit. Seven years old, this guy's illegally cutting people he doesn't know. This is first I, molestation. And then I scurried out of there before she realized what was happening. Hansy Lars, you know? <laughs> Just petting him up. I swear. Meow. I Don't look like a cat. We've talked about horses. Have, have any of your other uh, drunken endeavor, stupor... Involved a horse? Involved other animals? Other animals. I got attacked by dogs. There you go. Nice. That was mostly again my fault. When you, diso- when you disobey signs that clearly warn you there are dogs that will attack you, you should expect there might be dogs that will attack you. you. you always, well, you wonder. You wonder if it's just that little yipper or something. Yeah, no, like some people put these signs up, beware of dog. Yeah, you're right. They don't like a shih tzu, right? But yeah. no, this was not one of those situations. This is like a farm fence that I climbed over with my cousins, and they're like, yeah, you'll be fine. You just got to run real fast. Great. That's what your cousins sound like? In my mind. Okay. I'm just wondering if they're hicks or not. They are. Okay. That's good. I got my family's hicks. Explain this. Why were you breaking into a farm? Yeah, I was going to We weren't breaking into a farm. We were running away from someone else through a farm field. Oh, okay. It just turned out that the farm field we ran through had dogs. And by the way, dogs can run really fast. For any of you who doubt that, try and outrun them. You won't. Unless you kick your cousin. Nice. Which I didn't do because he's faster than me. So I got attacked by dogs. I told you the story ended with me getting attacked by dogs. It wasn't too bad because the farmer happened to be, like, there. You know, so the dogs, like, dragged me to the ground and, like, chewed on me for a little bit. And then he's like, he's like, Yosefis, Jesus, Rufo, here, makes some noise and the dogs are gone, right? And I'm like, ah. One of the dogs' name. One of the dogs' names was Starface? Rufus, I don't know. Rasmussen? It's that- just all noises, like, you know. <laughs> How many were there? There were, there were four of them. Oh my god! But one of them, one of them had at least a three-syllable name, like Rafuses. Hey, Sue. Hey, and I'm like, ah. Now, the, what, what scared me more was the shotgun. And I was like, all right, so I got bit by some dogs. That was crazy. I learned later I shouldn't have been that afraid. It was only full of rock salt, because that's that's what he shoots the local kids with, and they trespass and make his dogs all bark like this. Dogs don't bark with rock salt. Face it. Ma, give me my clearing jacket. Them dogs out there barking up. Like, let's fucking break into a farm right now. Who's with us? Let's do this. God. I saw a cow hit by lightning one time. What? Yeah, that's a segue to farms, but totally. When you're around the country sometimes, <laughs> you see shit you wouldn't fucking believe. Middle of the night, I'm at my friend's place where I'm smoking a fucking joint. I'm out standing outside. It's raining pretty heavy, but I'm under the little awning, you know. And there's just, like, cow pasture, like, you know, they, I guess it's not a pasture so much. It's, like, where they put them in at night. I don't know. It's corral. 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 So there's a fence, like, 100 yards away. And there's, like, 100 cows, like, doing this little circle. And they start doing this circle, like, bigger and bigger, like, faster, because the storm's, like, pretty crazy. And I'm, like, I don't know what they're doing. I have no fucking clue. And I'm not kidding. I'm, like, what's up with the cows? But I don't know shit about cows, so I'm, like, yeah, okay. I'm smoking. I'm on the porch alone, smoking smoking this joint, watching these cows doing this, like, circle around the corral. And I'm, like, this is pretty crazy. Tornado like they're like, yeah, they're like, yeah, they're like doing the storm dance or some shit. And I guess they singled out which cow it was they wanted to call the thunder gods <laughs> down on because it fucking came, you know, smite and and it was pretty cool because it just kind of went down and a bunch of other cows did this sort of like in the wet mud and then the circle continued a few more times and then they all sort of like chilled out and went about their business. 
except for, of course, the one that was now beef. Not not cow anymore. It was de boeuf. <laughs> because it had been it had been le fraiche fucking fried. And I'm standing there like, holy shit, did that just fucking happen? And it was loud enough that the thunderclap was on us, it was close enough. And everyone in the house is awake behind me. So all my fucking parents who are asleep upstairs and their and like family friends and shit here is me outside screaming, Holy shit, did that just fucking happen? And I guarantee the first thing my dad asked me was, did you blow up this cow? <laughs> <laughs> and I know that sounds like a strange question to ask someone, but I, I have a history with chemistry, and we're not going to talk about it. Can right, we do for right another now. day? Write that down. We're going to get off that easy. But his first thought was that you blew up the cow. I had done something. For sure. For sure. Because, like, I'm outside cussing it up and, like, what the fuck? And... There's fucking fresh meat. And then you, then you start telling people, like, yeah, the cows are doing this circle dance, and one of them exploded because lightning hit it. Like, no one believes that shit, right? If you don't see it yourself, people are like, no, that kind of thing doesn't happen. But th- in the age today, the fucking YouTube and all that shit, you can see 100 incidents just like it every day. And that's the part that drives me crazy. Born in the era before, like, social media and the internet, you had to tell people things. They had to believe you. <laughs> you know? Now it's just like, I can say whatever I feel like, and you're going to have to believe it because, you know... The internet proves me right every time. It's really get, annoying. No, I get you. There's no more lore. There's no more myth. It's all, yeah, it's all yeah. like, can you those, see those, it or not? Th- yeah, those fantastic moments, like those hole-in-ones in golf, those, those amazing sports moments, right? You had to be there. They're now, yeah, they're now a thousand-fold every day. There's always someone uh, throwing a basketball from one side of the court to the other and scoring a goal, and you see it because someone there with a cell phone camera is well, look at that! <laughs> <laughs> You know? Well, yeah, the difference is, I guess, now being there and being a part of it, like being at that live band, being there when that crazy catch happens. So you still get that. But as far as seeing it, yeah, that's gone. Like That's one of the reasons I refuse when I'm at a live show or like at a band or, or, or at a sport event or something like that. I refuse to take pictures and shit with my cell phone because I am actually there, right? So the memory of me being there is going to be mine, whether or not I take like 10 selfies of my stupid ass eating popcorn while doing it or not, right? I mean, honestly. Side note for all of you who are here tonight, please take as many pictures and Instagram stories as possible. We need all the help we can get. At 39DD Show. Tag Tag 1830. Tag Laughing Vikings. Trey the Actor. Big Bob. Big Bob's not on Instagram. I'm on Instagram as at Lars Classington. Cypher Picks. Cypher.Picks. Kareem over here. Jim. Anyone else? Scooby. (laughs) But fuck the Uh, system, man. Right? This Um, is exactly... I feel like everyone what playing, I'm talking about. I, I feel like everyone playing <laughs> Big Bob Bingo right now is like, there's no fucking farm words on these bingo cards. <laughs> Should right. we get into the nitty gritty here? Should All right. we buckle up? Are we gonna to buckle, a, buckle uh, up? All right, I, I'll start. Up. I'll start. I'll start telling stories about road trips. Okay? Road trips. Yeah. Yeah. This one's called Sugar Gun Run. Yes. And you hear uh, that Sugar Gun Run. Now road trips take in my life. Four different forms. There's the family road trip, which is when compartmentalization one is in full effect, and you are not wasted, and you are not doing drugs, and you don't know what's going on, and you're not fighting, and etc. Most of the time. Sounds boring, but it always fucks up, right? Trouble with the trouble with nothing is it always gets worse, right? Thank you, Bruce. <laughs> thank you, Bruce Coburn. You weren't wrong. So on a fam- the, the worst family trip incident I ever had, road tripping, was actually innocuous at first, 
but turned quite sort of disturbed and strange quickly. We pulled up at a roadside motel on our way driving to uh, South Carolina to see my stepmother's family. And the hotel was cool, whatever. And Dad's like, I'll take the bags in. We'll do this thing. I'll check in loud. So I'm like, cool. Grab the bags out of the trunk. Wander into the lobby of the hotel. Carrying the bags. I'm, you know, strapping young lad. Got all the bags. Carried up. Pretty big guy, you know. I guess 6'4", 6'5". Pretty big. And I walk in and look up, and there's this poster. This big one of those bills, you know, big long streamer posters hanging across the lobby. And it says... Welcome, little people of America. <laughs> right? And I take one look around the fucking lobby, and I'm like, oh, my God. I'm in a room full of my natural enemy in the wild. This is crazy. There's a lot of, there's a lot of very wee folk. And they're all looking at me, right? And I'm holding on these bags, this giant guy, like, and, I'm, and they can see me reading the poster, like. And that's when I look down, and I'm like, <sighs> so I'm like, I know I'm in for it. This is going to be ridiculous. There's no way. There's just no way. There's and no six way. of them piled on each other's shoulders so they can look at you eye to eye. And then you fought, right? No, no. Like, we checked in and shit was okay for the first little while. Is there just, like, a natural, like, nature? Animosity? Where like, yeah, where it's like, it's, they're like, okay, well, guys, well, we need to I don't know how they feel down, about like. me, but yes. <laughs> I mean... You're just programmed that way, right? It's just they're scary. Those like little hands and stuff. Like what do you, <laughs> you don't see them coming. Like they're behind your kneecaps. You're like what the fuck? You know, like, it's, they could be in your luggage, man. Like think about it. I'm just getting my swim trunks. Zzz, ah, they're, like right there. Menacing with like what are they, what are they threatening with? I would have never pegged a giant to be a sizeist. <laughs> <laughs> you have no idea. No. I don't really care. I don't really care. But I'll tell you this. In the elevator the next morning, this dude in a sailor outfit who is literally like knee high to me was like, what? You think you're big? And I, you know, it's one of those times when you don't want to say anything because it's obviously inappropriate. But it's like, no, I don't think I'm big. But in present company, it's pretty hard to exclude the possibility. I mean, seriously. You're in a sailor suit and you weigh, like, 35 pounds. Like, see the suitcases? I'm kind of mentioned this before. You could fit in my luggage, right? Like, what, you think you're big? I'm, like, just on the, I'm just riding the elevator. Like, I push ground, and it's like, yeah, you. I'm like, oh, shit. Mini sailor. He's like, yeah. Wait, you think you're big? Sometimes. What is it with, with people always picking on you? Who, especially when they're like smaller, and this is the—I've said this like three or four weeks in a row now with your stories—and this is the ultimate point of when someone absolutely smaller than you is like taking offense to the fact that you appear to be bigger than them. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, way so too funny. many people cause shit with you. I wish there was a fucking explanation for why. I guess the only analogous behavior, and this is just something I've learned over the years. I have a very small dog that lives with me and my, my father's, my sister's dog. And it's like this big, you know, and he's a nice little mutt. We don't know what the hell he is because he's a rescue, so he's like just this little mutt that we have. But he thinks for sure that he can take out, like, every dog in the neighborhood, including, like, the 250-pound Doberman from, like, down the strip and stuff. And like I said, like, he's this big. 
So he flips the fuck out. Like, he's ready to go. Like, right? But it's more like, you know, the difference between, like, how a Harley Davidson roars and your lawnmower sounds, right? <laughs> he's, the, he's the cheap electric weed whacker to, like, you know, an A1 Abrams, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's like, I got you, Doberman. And it's the only comparison I can possibly make. Uh, it's got to be like a, I don't know, a genetic hardwired madness, the giant slayer complex, because... Like survival or something. Yeah. Well, it's also mentioned in almost every culture. It's like, well, you, you just you take on the giants. That's what you do. Like, they're there, so you better do that. I mean, they never mention things like the traction you end up in or when that doesn't work out. You know, like... <laughs> I'm going to fight this guy. And you, like, end up in a dumpster, like, sleeping it off, you know, with old Chinese food and some cardboard boxes and a raccoon going, you're stupid. You know what I mean? Like, that's not part of the narrative. They don't talk about that. So I think that's probably why it happens, actually, because they don't talk about when it doesn't fucking work. Mm. Vomit. That was a big Bob Bingo word. Vomit. Do we have it makes vomit? me want to vomit. All right, I'll vomit. Give, it. give them something. Low-hanging fruit. Vomit. Tequila. <laughs> All right, so that's, that's, that's the first road trip story of this, uh, this little vignette. Then what happened, though? Is that How part did, of shit? We got to hear the end of that. Oh, nothing. The guy just yelled at me for a while. I was a kid. I'm like, I was like 16, whatever. I'm in the elevator, and this like, little dude in a sailor suit yelling at me about being big. And I was like, yeah, okay. I think I'm big. And he's like, well, what are you going to do about that? And I'm like, nothing. Woo. And the elevator stops and I get out. And, you know, we ended up loading our gear and we drove on. We're only staying there. I was like, wasn't we going to hang out there at a fucking micro-man convention? That was, I was not that interested. That was the sugar gun run? I know. No, it's the beginning of the sugar gun run. It's a, it's a three-parter. Three oh, 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 Before me. we move on, um, just for the record, and I know you'd only be ballparking this, but how far do you think you could have thrown that young gentleman? Oh, 40 feet. Good 40 feet. Easy. Like from, from, yeah, from here to that parquet wall there. That's just physics. Up. That's nothing yeah. against him. That's just No, it's, that's just how dwarf tossing works. All right. But like in the elevator, nowhere to go. Hey, he would have thought he'd gone 40 feet and hit the wall. Spied like a bug on a fucking windshield. Wow. Imagery. Anyway. It runs I'm not deep. bitter about it at all. So it's like actually that. just a wrestling feud, isn't it? You lost, Absolutely. You lost a few wrestling no, matches. No, that's exactly it. In, you know, in my, in, my, in my days doing Mexican wrestling, I had I was beat up by too many midgets. <laughs> right. So, so he fears them. That'll that scar him. Yeah, yeah. So the second road trip story is from my band days. And the reason it's called a sugar gun run is a sugar gun run is any, any three stories that have one thread in common. So, so Say again. Say again. A sugar gun run. Sugar because it's gun a rhyme run. like a trip. Right? Sugar gun run. It, it flows in, in, in exactly three verbs. It's literally any story that has three connective philosophies. That's a real so, thing? It is now. Can someone confirm this? This is a real thing? Has anyone heard that before? Mr. Literary. Sugar gun run. We're just taking him at word now? Is that what we're doing? <laughs> it's a thing. Okay, thank you. Fucking love yeah, validation this. over here. I learned. I learn on this show. So, That's why I love it. So again, the story involves uh, small people. Uh, this time it was small-minded people. So they did there. Oh. <laughs> no, they were just French. So, yeah. <laughs> no, thank you. So we were on tour. We went to Montreal, and we had just got across the the Quebec border. And we pulled over for gas. And again, punk van. Party hard, 
you know, nothing but the instruments and a bunch of sweaty teenage guys like trying to roll around, you know, make a few bucks. And the secret about punk rock is you never actually make enough to pay for anything. So you end up like camping on the side of the road a lot and like bumming change for gas to get to the next show. Like that's just punk rock. It's the way it goes. Are you just bumming? Are you playing? Are you just... Oh, it's both. Like you, you play shows. You make just enough money maybe to cover like gas to halfway to where you're going, plus all the liquor you drank, plus whatever, right? So, we're at this gas station, spending like the last of our money on cigarettes, beer, and gas. And this other van pulls in, going the other direction, towards Ontario. And these dudes get out, and they're obviously other punk rockers, but they're French punk rockers from Montreal, and we're English punk rockers from Toronto. And they sort of give us this look across the pumps, and I'm like, this is not actually happening. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm eating a piece of jerky, getting cut-eye from this, like, little dude with a mohawk, and I'm like... In the background here, like... I'm like, you know, pulling, pulling my, my, my uh, what is it, steam-cut hair, like, you know, sides, sides mowed down, but the hair's all... Just pulling it out of my eyes, like, look at this guy, I'll eat the jerky, and he's like, what? You think you know punk rock? This deep French accent, and I'm like... The fuck did you just say? Something's like he tries it again, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, I know some, I know some fucking, I know some fucking punk rock." And he's like, "No, no, no. punk rock is PCP." That's we we gotta we gotta rewind to Trevor's French punk rock impression. But you don't like punk rock. I want to punk your rock. It's a little too Jewish, but yeah. <laughs> Try again. What Redeem do I do again? yourself. Uh, what do I do again? It's French. Oh. You could do so. That was still terrible. Anyway, it's like, you, you don't know punk rock. We know punk rock. Yeah. We do PCP. Huh? You do you PCP? That's literally what he said to me. And I'm like, no. I don't, I don't do fucking PCP. Man. It's like fucking horse tranquilizer and like toilet bowl cleaner. And he's like, wow, that's punk rock. And I'm like, okay, pal, whatever. <laughs> I'm like, go fuck yourself. And I keep eating my jerk and he's like, he's like, no, that's not acceptable. Eh? English? And I'm like, I'm in, oh, I'm, I'm English now. Right? Uh, great. We've stepped over that line. So, of course, fight, fight goes out. Fight goes out. It's done. The call's on. It's like, that's it. I'm on race, and these guys know punk rock because they're on PCP, and we're going to fight at this gas station. So here we go. And the fighting begins. And partway through this fucking fight, once again, as usual, really, really weird, you hear this, weep, woo, and I'm like, God damn it. I look over, and, and of course, there's, there's the, the Quebec version of the RCMP, where they, the, the Q... CMR or whatever the fucking like eight eight syllables and a bunch of French and they, they pull up and like the fuck's going on over here? They speak better English than the guys on the PCP trying to fight him by the gas pumps, right? But I'm like, yeah, we're like from English speaking Canada and like, oh, yeah. What do you mean? Like, yeah, well these guys like they play in the town over there and they drink a lot and they they like fight the English, right? And I'm like. Well, <laughs> What do you mean? These guys like Border Patrol? Like punk rock border? I'm sorry, no English punk rockers past this point. Otherwise, you deal with PCP. <laughs> so then the guy's like, it looks like how oh, they didn't do so well. I'm like, no, not tonight. You know, dude's like laid out everywhere. One guy's wrapped up in a gas hose next to his car. Like, Ugh. I'm like, yeah, didn't quite work out for PCP tonight. I'm like, all right, well, you guys aren't staying in town, are you? And we're like, 
no, no, I can't. I won't just beat it. I'm like, what? I'm like, yeah, these guys are a huge problem, and I guess we don't really care that you kind of hurt them, so just beat it. We're like, yeah. <laughs> In the van we go, gentlemen. No more explaining. Just drive. Saddle just up. drive. <laughs> I don't even know if we paid for gas. We just left. We're like, goodbye. Like, sweet gig. Did yeah. you did you even do the show? Well, we weren't playing in that town. We were driving through that town. So wow. we just kept driving to the show. We're like, yeah, gotcha. we're just going okay. to leave and not look place, back. the wrong time. Yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we have our first bingo. Yeah. You want to yell it? You listed, you listed them all off when you read my card. So it's uh, ambulance shots, crying, drug dealer, and vomit. You listed them all off at one point. Bingo, I mean, bingo. I, yeah, I can't because it's not on, I guess. Is it on? Yeah. You have to hold it Bingo. in front of your face. For, for, for everybody at home, this is Nick, and he's... Well, I'm I mean, not so sure. If you botch yelling bingo. bingo and bingo, I feel like you don't win. And Disqualified. We asked if everyone knew how to play. Right? I don't know like, how to play. I've never played. I'm young. Leave I'm, me alone. I'm, I'm a young, young boy. You know, you know what you win? All right, right there in front of you, there's a small cactus, and... A salt shaker. What I'd like you to do is pick both those things up, feel very proud that you're holding them, Bingo. and then recognize that they don't belong to you and you have to put them back. I'm still going to seal them. I'm going to seal them. And now, and now that you admitted that to yourself, Bingo. you know where you're at. Okay. Did you, you know, I'm saying I, I, bingo a lot now. I need to clarify. Did you actually get bingo, or did you just cross those off at the beginning when he was just reading those words? Yeah, like. That's not fucking... We weren't playing then. Oh, fuck. You're... Windy City Nick fucking it up again. Windy, Windy City Nick may be here, here from henceforth banned from Big Bob Bingo. No, I don't no, know. We can't ban him. We can't ban him yet? No, we're just going to a jumpsuit. I'm not banning him from the podcast, but maybe from Bingo. Oh, maybe, just, maybe just for one. No cheating, Nick. Maybe Come just on. once. Maybe next week. No cheating. Get another card. Get another card. You can still play. You can still play. This is going to be an app soon. Ah, I just got the shivers. All right. Where were we? Where were we? Next, oh, we just finished the second in my the skull. travel stories. No, we can just continue on with the, with the line. Yeah, you just, just carry on. Just pretend that Windy City Nick didn't happen. Okay? That was one of those. Man. We got to get Nick a camera. That's what we got to do. Contra this is a controversial episode here. Like a Can micro get, GoPro? Yeah, we need a GoPro. Sure, yeah. <laughs> Send it to the... Uh... Yeah, but you know what's Nick genius contests. about contesting? Since since we don't care and we're the only adjudicators involved, it's not like a democracy. It's like, well, it was great. I'm, I'm really glad you filled all that out for yourself and you think you won, but guess what? Fuck you! Oh. You can send a letter well, to the commissioner of podcasting well, or the uh, commissioner yeah, exactly. of bingo. I don't know. Maybe both. The, 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 yeah, the, the Truth and Podcasting Commission. Yo, yeah. Lars. So, as the producer, I can tell you that no. You fucked yes. up. Yes. Yeah. See? Ah, Boom. From yeah. right off the sidelines, post-production says, eat a bag of dicks. That's the end of that. Game on. Done. Love it. Love it. It's great. All right, so my third travel story is about how my ex-wife almost cut my fucking hand off in the window of her truck. So, we're driving to Boston to see her brother graduate from MI, uh, MIT. 
Um, for what? For what? I will never know. In fact, I asked him, and he couldn't explain it to me. It's like I do this thing inside buildings where I look over the plans and I make safety protocols for stuff. I'm like, okay, but why do they pay you for that? And he was like, because then the firemen can read the plans and we're understand. I'm like, yeah, but again, explain this. He couldn't. His the job function was they gave me a degree for reading stuff that even I don't know. <laughs> but but I promise you, it's really technical, fucking important. And then he wanted to be a real estate agent. Like he had this crazy degree, and then then he's like, well, I'm also gay, so I'm just gonna sell condos in downtown Toronto to my gay friends with money who got degrees in things they don't understand and made a fucking killing. So like, fuck that. It's again, once again, it's who you know. He was in the right market at the right time. Brilliant. And was like, yep. So he made lots of money. Anyway, Boston. We're driving to Boston, the fucking Ford Explorer. I remember the fucking car because it, it broke down a bunch. Fuck you, Ford Explorer. This is just, in case, unless you want to sponsor us, at which point we love you. Love it. Ford. Love Ford, otherwise, otherwise fuck you. Give but us anyway, all Fords. <clears throat> we're flying down the highway, and we just passed the border, and <sighs> she'd forgotten there was weed in the console of the car as we're going over the border, and I'm super glad that she forgot because I didn't know, <laughs> and she didn't remember, and she's the worst liar on the face of the earth. So if she had known it was there. She'd be like, there's no weed in the, in the center console before they ask any questions, right? And they'd be like, hi, what's your name? And there's no weed in the car! <laughs> and I'd be like, ha, 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 she's just like that. We're going to prison in America. Ma'am, this isn't even the border. This is the Tim Hortons yeah, drive-thru. Exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. You're, you're a duty-free. Like, what the fuck? Exactly, right? Uh, is that a double-double? Yes. You know what I mean? Like. There's no weed in my frappe. But anyway, so it's, it's like 10 kilometers past the border. She remembers. She's like, holy shit. And the car goes, I'm like, what, what? She's like, oh, well, there's, like, I have like a half quarter in the fucking center console. I'm like, that's great. That's great, because they're going to believe it isn't mine. You know, giant biker-looking dude in the fucking car. And there, there's my little Jewish princess ex-wife being like, I don't know where the weed came from. I have no idea. And I'm just like, well, I don't know where it came from. It came, came to a place called Bob Goes to Jail. I know that country pretty well. We've seen that one before, don't we? So anyway, the car started making these weird noises while she was doing this little swerving thing. And I had my window open, and I had my hand out, just sort of, you know, holding onto the window rail while I'm talking to her, like, about how we almost, like, got arrested at the border. And she's like, the car's making weird noises. And I'm like, well... I didn't hear the car. I'm like, so what? What the fuck? She, she hits the windows to put them up. My hand's out the window. And so the automatic window catches the, the, you know, my hand in it. And I'm like, ah, you got my hand. It's like, the car's making noises. I'm like, you got my fucking hand in the window. The car. She's like, the car's making these noises. And I'm like, my fucking hand. It's like, the car. She's yelling over me the whole time, right? Finally, I'm like, my fucking hand. And she keeps pumping the button, right? The problem with the motor's any Ford Escape on the fucking windows is that once they go up even a little bit, they don't come back down. It's kind of like the ratchet system they use to rack you to death. So it starts going, rear, 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 rear. 
and it's not getting any looser. In fact, it's incrementally, as it's crushing the tissue and meat that is my fucking hand, getting tighter and tighter. And I'm like screaming about my hand. She's like, the car, the car. Finally, I make eye contact. I grab her shoulder. I'm like, my fucking hand. And I point, and she looks over and goes, oh, my God. Because it's like compressed, nearly, like there's this line you can see. Like it's bit in, like deep, you know? Like when you wear an elastic band, like I just did here. Like you wear an elastic band around your wrist for too long. Only imagine that much, much deeper across the entire surface. Like just like, wee, right? <laughs> I could feel the bones starting to give when I finally got her attention to the fact that she was cutting my fingers off in the fucking window. So she freaks out, almost crashes the car, and rolls the window down enough that I get my hand out of it. And I'm just, I am like a fucking sailor. I'm swearing, clinging to my wrist, like, oh, the fucking goddamn, you know? Uh, shit the, the goddamn the tequila, the motherfucker! <laughs> yeah, exactly. What? I thought you were yelling the name of the dogs again. Oh, that, that was, <laughs> just, just Saffin' Sarita! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fucking... No, you know you're in. You know you're in the states when all everything sounds like a venereal disease from the 1800s. Like, what? You have Josephus? Fuck again? <laughs> Get some cream for that. Josephus. For your Josephus. So did you have to smoke the weed to get over the hand pain? No, she gave the weed to her to her aunt. <laughs> I wanted to smoke the weed, but her aunt's like, oh, I'm kind of stressed out from this drive. Do you have any weed? She's like, yeah, here you go. And her aunt just smoked it all and never got back. I'm like, you can amputate my fucking hand, but, you know, she was stressed out from the drive. And the part is, she was a passenger. It was just riding in, in, in Auntie whatever's car with her sister was just too hard. It's too hard of a ride. Fucking freeloading ants, am I right? And our truck did die for some <laughs> explicable reason in the oncoming turn lane of, like, one of these turnpikes where nothing but, like, giant trucks goes through at all times a day. So there's this blind turn, and our truck is dead there. Ford Escape <laughs> was dead there. And there's nothing but, like, 18-wheelers barreling by at 3,000 miles an hour. Windows are rattling. Like, we're trying to get out to see what's wrong with the car. And it's like, get back in the car. She's like, what do you mean? I'm like, get back in the car. <laughs> she gets back in, like, <laughs> you know, like, right after. I'm like, that's enough of that. <laughs> if it doesn't start again. We're just going to call someone and sit here until they get here because I'm not getting, don't get out of the car. Like, it's deadly on this piece of highway. So, oh, also, Boston is not a very fun city. In case anyone's ever been there. Not. If you haven't been there, don't bother. I don't know if, like, South Boston is more fun, but, like, downtown Boston is just a piece of shit. I think Straight South up. Boston's supposed to be more fun, isn't it? I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of, the there's a lot of like, are, drunk. Movies and Wow. Not a lot going, there's a lot of assholes downtown. There's a lot of that going on. Where? Yeah, well, so I guess you got to know the boroughs. We yeah, see, a, I wasn't there. I was in, I was in like, dickbag square. Boston is the best. Boston really is the best. But at night, like, the downtown core, there's nothing much going on. But you've got Revere, you've got Dorchester, you've got, you know, Chestnut Hill, you've got Newton, you've got all the places around Boston. They're really, they're a lot of fun. Boston was the only place I almost punched a pregnant lady. <laughs> <laughs> I you hear that, sponsors? That almost. She was. I have never punched a pregnant lady, just so you all know. I'm not that kind of guy. But it was the closest I ever fucking came. And she was a bartender in Boston. Boston would not be a good place to do that if she was Irish. We have. This is our first 39 drunken disorderlies <laughs> Big Bob Challenger, where he said something, you called him out on it. 
Boston's a great city, and it's super fun. No, no, fun. that's all right. That's all right. I'll tell you, I'll tell you why Boston. I didn't especially, drive. Especially if I want someone to sponsor this show that might be from Boston. Hey, no. We fucking like I said, love Boston. Go Boston. Go Bruins. And I spent a lot of summers in Boston, like, my whole life. Celtics! Bruins! Hi, hi, hi. We're good. All right. No, Boston was fine. I just went to all the wrong places, I guess. Yeah. Straight up. Yeah. Because I was downtown in downtown Boston, and I went to a bar that said to me, we don't have drink specials here, even though the bar had, like, showered us in drink specials. Then we ordered some beers. Like, so what do you have, like, on tap? She's like, we got Canadian. So I'm like, okay, I'll have some Canadians. She comes back with the beer and literally basically throws beer on me and my girlfriend, or ex-wife, actually, at the time, splashes both the beer and goes, so pay out now, we're not taking tabs. And the guy sitting next to us is like, I'm from New York. He's like, and that was that was cold, and I was like, yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, so do you guys take Canadian? She's like, are you fucking kidding me? That's not even money. And I was like, wow. Okay, well, I'll get some American money here. Hang on, I got a balloon for you. <laughs> Woo! You know what I mean? She calls the bounce over. Turns out to be her boyfriend. I'm like, okay, all right. I see where this is going. My ex-wife started grabbed her shit. She's walking through the door. She's like, well, Bob's gonna kill somebody, so I'm just leaving. I'm like, you you gotta go to Boston with Rasta Phil. Yeah. I'll hook that up. What? All right. That's, that already with sounds Rasta amazing. Phil. You got to go to Boston with Rasta Phil from Dorchester. Yes. All right, Rasta. Uh, that's the dude, that's a date. Yeah, I want to go. Down. Then we'll go to Harvard. Because instead, instead of going with my, like, my, my, like <laughs> ludicrous family-in-law, that I would much right. rather. <laughs> Chowder. 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 Get my cockies out of my cockies. It's wicked Chowder. Chowder. Say chowder. Chowder. Yeah. Say chowder. <laughs> we're going to oh. open it up to the floor now. Uh, that was a good segue. Because uh, that's what we already did. Uh, does anyone else, uh, specifically a gentleman in the hat. Have I ever told you that Rich is narcoleptic? <laughs> Rich is asleep. <laughs> because, you know, is the truth of the matter is he actually, uh, this, is, this is not uncommon. No, it really, it's, just, it's one of those things. Yes, he can. I've, I've told a yeah, lot of stories like about how Rich is asleep in a lot of places. This is exactly what I'm talking about when I say that. Can we get a mic People don't the snoring at this I feel point? like he's recharged. He doesn't snore, but he does sleeping. grind his teeth, so For you might catch you that. Home, the, it's a terrible uh, sound, The though. Canadian Crocodile Dundee but we, on site here has now just you know gone to sleep on us. See, let's do this. Yeah, give it up for Richie. Hey, Rich. Richie! Yeah! yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. That was great. Ah, man. That was great. My so man. how does it feel to be known as a guy that doesn't wear pants in more than three states? No? Same as being banned from public school zones? It's good for you? Got a lot of, lot of yeah. resume. I'm just sitting that out. I'm good call. All well right, said. Rich, Rich is not going to participate today, but that uh, was that was surprisingly a ticket for a man who's been asleep up. for the last thirty minutes. Yeah. I was pretty impressed yeah, with that one right there. Pretty, pretty. Good we, uh, by the way, we gave you a round of applause just to bring you back. Welcome, Richie. Back. Richie, one more time. <laughs> Richie is uh, one of Bob's longtime best friends, so he appears in many of Big Bob's crazy. He's fantastic. Stories. He's basically here for posterity, so that we know Bob's not talking about it. We, every time Bob says something crazy, we look over to either either Sky or Richie, and we're like, hmm? and I get a lot of this. Give me this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great having them here. Sir, you need to speak into the microphone. Proper po- podcast protocol, please. Sometimes Thank I you. can't figure out which of the stories we're talking about because some of them have literally happened more than a single time. Right, the overlapping. Yeah. The instances of these events.
That was weird. Poltergeist! It's getting, what just uh, happened? That was kind of spooky. It's paranormal, motherfuckers. Either that or your battery just shorted out and melted a hole through the fucking sofa or something. Is everyone okay? Like I'm just kidding, because that would never happen at Bright King Tony. We it was trying to communicate something. I think a cow just got hit by lightning. Did <laughs> 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 anyone smell beef? Everybody check, everybody check your cattle. Check your cattle when you get home, everyone. Wow. Actually, I have a, it's funny. We could probably do an entire episode about lightning. Because, frankly, I've had a couple of really weird really experiences lightning. I was on a pontoon boat when I was nine. I got hit by lightning. You? Oh, the boat, the boat got hit. Yeah, the boat got hit, knocked us all out. Like, it was me and my family were doing, like, a, like a pontoon boat thing. Like pontoon boats are generally pretty fucking safe. You know what I mean? Like, it's the slowest, lamest boat you can take on the lake. Short of, like... A pedal boat, but that's not a boat. That's just an excuse to pedal things you don't want to. You know what I mean? Like, wow, this is really terrible. Paddle? Pedal boats. You know the boats you actually pedal? Uh, but the boat I was on was I a pontoon that was a boat. boat. that you go to pedal things on. Like, you're like, hey, you want this watch? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm on board with that. <laughs> that was good. I'm glad the two of you are laughing at that because I don't Sometimes think anyone we else. We just have our own moments. Yeah, yeah I played the camera, but uh, we've all noticed that. I went to play to the camera, but our producer Cream has uh, He's packed, packed up, up the camera. So we don't get a camera anymore. Okay, <laughs> moving on. And I, I don't know. I'm done with the lightning. I'm talking about lightning. Fuck off. You don't like lightning? I don't was care. That the pedal joke. We were, we were going to audience questions and we never got there. We I tried. Uh, I tried to go. Bettina to has a question. Thank God. Is it just going to be something more about Boston? I was going to yeah. say, as long as it's not Boston, right now, Boston. I think I burned I that wanted, one out. I want to know what kind of trouble you really like to get into but haven't yet had the opportunity to engage in. Wow. Oh. She thinks she can one-up uh. you. Oh, my. Well, that's okay. Because the actually the kind of trouble I want to get into is I want to make absurd, absurd amounts of money because I've never done that before. A good thing and I know do. that given a larger budget, the things that I could get into <laughs> would just exponentially get crazier. There's no chance about it. I'm not one of those guys like, all right, here, here's your here's your million dollar reward, Bob. How are you going to spend it? I'm not going to be like, I'm going to Disney World. It's like, no, 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 no. Disney World's coming to me. You know, it might be like the never, maybe like the Neverland Ranch mixed with Disney World and a little bit of like, uh, what steampunk? Just to add, just that flair, like a Zeppelin. Would you throw it at people? Would you roll around in it? What exactly would you do with all this money? Would you get more corrupt? Will you still stay funny? <coughs> oh, come on. Corruption. Corruption implies that you actually want to spend it on yourself. No. <laughs> I just want to spend it and see what kind of damage it can do. Because it's amazing how much fun you can yeah, have. I would, I, will, I would want to be along for some of that ride. That's what I'm saying. Like, you throw, you throw that. Like, I'm going to rent the top. The top. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to rent the top floor of a hotel right across from, like, you know, uh, I know, I know, I know, I know what, what, like a peace rally for, for, for people with tambourines, right? And then have nothing but death metal playing off the roof of a hotel while, while people like pierce themselves, you know, <laughs> on live screen and be like, hey, down there, being peaceful. Ah! You know what I mean? Just go off with it. Like, just. But yeah, but he, with money, yes. But do you know how much better it would be if I could throw like the, you know, 200 foot screens and like. It's just nuts, like, like full on, just cater my own destruction. I think people right now want to give to this. I think people they should. Give if you anyone their is money. go fund Bob's apocalyptic <laughs> party visions. If anyone's seen Death Clock? We basically want to make human Death Clock. Yes, one hundred beers, literally, 
100 beers. That could be. We would do concerts and people would be massacred and they would love it. And we would do it around the world. Yeah. I'm in. But especially at awkward times. Uh oh. And the tab tab comes down. It's time to shut her down. You still haven't fixed your strap. All right. Come here. (laughs) I want to fix it for you on live stream. Come here. He's not listening. Excuse me. What do you mean on live stream? Excuse me. Uh, My tab is wrong. I can tell because you're. Suspender strap is still fucked up. All right, we need to wrap it up. Our needed uh, excuse for you to come closer. We are, we are done. Um, well, that's a good excuse if ever I've heard one. one. Guys, we love you. Uh, if you have any thank- any weird or bizarre travel stories, don't hesitate to email and Facebook and shit these guys. Because, like I said, that's how it works. You know, they love the internet. It's good for everyone except for me. So you can't contact me at all. We're at 39DD show on Instagram is the best place to do yeah. that. Yeah, send, we love to DMs hear your Facebook. stories. 39 Drunken Disorderlies on Facebook, which is facebook.com slash. Oh, and those of you who have been struggling DD looking show. around trying to figure it out, if you, I mean, if you're hearing this, obviously it's ridiculous because you found us, but the, the and symbol was actually tripping people up. So just letting those who know who are now tuning in because you can, that for some reason it's easier to find us if you actually use the and symbol and not punch in the word and. Because grammar, we don't have any truck with those newfangled Eastern time schemes. All right? But yeah. if you are listening to this already, good for you. Then for you finding Then you fucking it. figured it out. <laughs> yeah. Figured you did. it out. 39, 39, 39, 39. Chunk and disorderly.